This podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. It is not meant to be taken as specific medical advice or to be used as a specialized training program. You should always consult a licensed medical professional with any serious issues that you might be having, and you alone are responsible for your own mental and physical health. Let's get crunk! You did it! (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Gym Buds for Life. I'm Dan. And I'm Carrie. And we're the Gym Buds. And we talk about, uh, you know, some health and fitness stuff and uh, just a bit of everything in between. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good tonight. How are you doing? Tonight? Oh. It's the middle of the day. Oh, I gave it away. <laughs> no, whenever. It doesn't matter what it is. <laughs> it is nighttime because we're doing this after our full-time jobs. But yep. it's fun. It's good. It's the new late show. <laughs> <laughs> yep, we're the new Fallon. <laughs> we're just going to mistreat all of our employees, allegedly. <laughs> um, no. Well, before we get started, I would just like to say, I've been thinking long and hard about it. And I feel like the baby animal segment of last week's episode is maybe our best. <laughs> and I just thought... There could be a whole segment of the population out there thinking all this health and fitness stuff is great, but what are some other baby animals? And could you just, could you just rattle them off for us? And I, I just think, I think we could spend 10, 15, maybe 20 minutes doing that. What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think you, you could be thinking you specifically, does this have anything to do with the very helpful feedback that we got? from some very dear friends and family listeners. And I would say to that, first of all, how dare you? And no. And on that note, I think we should probably take another 10 or 15 minutes, maybe 20, maybe the rest of the show to just sort of walk back some things that we said that could possibly be offensive and uh, just apologize. So I think we're what we're going to do, maybe start with that. Start with apologies then do like a a good half hour on baby animals. And then if there's any time left, more apologies. I don't know. I think I just, I feel that in my bones, just sort of apropos of nothing, just a vague, nonspecific feeling that we should just clean house. You know, is that, do you feel okay with that? I don't know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> if If you're not feeling that, we could just jump into the subject for this week and um, probably round everything out with apologies and baby animals. Um, So the subject for this week is actually biggest breakthroughs. Um, I don't know about like world over, but probably maybe more specific to us. Sorry, I have to burp. Hang on. No, wait. It'll probably show up when I least expect it. So the um, the breakthroughs for ourselves personally in fitness, um, I have a couple ideas, but what what did you have for this? Yeah, I have a couple different topics, and I'm surprised that when I was thinking through breakthroughs, a lot of mine are more mental breakthroughs rather than just physical. 
because um, I have had a lot of breakthroughs physically because I've been working out like over the years and I've had a lot of setbacks, a lot of times of being sick, but the mental stuff is what really catches me up and really makes or breaks my spirit and my motivation and just the follow through for me to get back on track. So one of the very first things that I have as a breakthrough is whenever I hold myself to a standard of perfection, I let myself down. So there's been so many times where I get really jazzed about something and I'm like, you know what? This is going to be the year. I did this when I turned 30. I was like, I'm turning 30. I'm going to be in the best shape of my life. I'm going to really work out um, in the beginning of the year. And then when I get to my birthday, I'm just going to be the best I've ever been. And, um, as much as it's great to have goals, setting myself to that level of perfection of like, I'm going to eat this, I'm going to do that. It did not work. And I have gone over and over, um, through this and experienced this of where I set myself up to say, I can never have this again. Or, you know, I can never have cake at the office again, or I want to only do a workout that is an hour long, um, setting, I guess we kind of touched on unrealistic goals in the past, but it's that level of perfection that if I can get over that, um, pressure I put on myself and just have a real journey that has mistakes in it and has up and downs in it, I have such a better journey and a better time and more successes and a better just outlook on the whole thing um, if I don't set a level of perfection. So my first breakthrough I had was um, getting over the idea of being perfect. Um, You're not going to have a perfect body. You're not going to have a perfect diet. I'm never going to have perfection in what my goals are, but I can have a real journey and make real progress if I just take it step by step. So my first thing there is, you know, it might look like other people have it all together. It might look like, you know, you can have a role model that you look up to, but don't set yourself to a a level of perfection. Um, That's been one of my biggest things. So that's my first one. I think we kind of talked about that a little bit with the um, New Year's resolutions of like, if it's so tied to, a specific thing once that falls through it's hugely discouraging like it's not just a small setback it's actually devastating um when you have your whole idea of health or fitness tied to one image or one milestone and then when you fall short of that it just kind of crumbles everything yeah i love how you said one image because um I feel like with the same topic, I've had this goal just over and over about wanting to change a part of my body to make it look like someone else's and to be, you know, this idealistic kind of perfect. And I was reading all these different forums on like, you know, how to do these exercises to get this result and what do I need to do? What do I need to eat? And being so absorbed with trying to get this perfect result And I came across this forum that was like all of the comments at the end of this video I was watching to try to get this perfect body part. And all of the comments were like, I hate this about myself. I just wish it would change. These 
workouts better work, or I've struggled with this my whole life. I've always wanted to look different. And as I read those, I realized I didn't want to have that perspective for myself. I didn't want to have this, you know, this body part, this expectation of myself to be somebody else. Um, I wanted to just accept that my body is strong and beautiful and perfect, even if it doesn't look like somebody else's. So another, like I said, with perfection, it, a lot of it is comparing to other people. And, you know, I'll, I'll never look like, you know, some crazy supermodel, but I look like me and that's a great thing. And I hope that, you know, I can continue to embrace that about myself rather than chasing unrealistic expectations. And even from like a guy's perspective, there are so many um, genetic factors that determine a lot of, if you're talking about image, um, like I realize that I say like so often, I'm really, I'm really consciously trying not to, to do it. But uh, I remember when like became a thing, I remember the inception of like, it was a uh, like mid like it was mid late nineties, I'm certain. I remember catching a lot of heat for it. I, is it like that or is it that? I'm I'm driving myself crazy now that I now that I listen over these. Um but what I was saying was such as your um abdominal muscles, whether or not you have six or eight or four or whatever um distinguishable uh between those segments. I mean, they serve the same purpose, but as far as how they might look, that's basically just genetics. Mm. Um, you can do a lot to reveal more of them, to maybe see more of those muscles um, and, and trim that. But as far as those individual lines that you're going to see, that's basically impossible to choose for yourself. So it's like, like if you <laughs> you could have... A 10-pack, you could have a four-pack, um, and that's pretty much genetics. How defined they are is up to you and, and things like that. Um, same thing with pectoral muscles. Like, I have a crooked pectoral muscle because it's genetics where they attach to your sternum. Um, so that's a really super vain <laughs> um, aesthetic example, but it's something that if you're looking at somebody else and saying, I want to have their physique or I want to have that image, there's a lot that's going to be totally different for you. And it might be nothing that you can control. And it's just really worth it to, to find the version of you that you want to be or to, I mean, yeah, just accept yourself. Awesome. I appreciate what you said, because <laughs> I don't think it's vain. I think that all of us um, although vanity can be included at times, I think all of us want to be the best version of ourselves. And that comes with wanting to physically be the best version of ourselves. And that's okay. As long as you make sure that you don't get sucked into comparison and perfection and going for a like out of this world physique instead of appreciating the physique that you already have and making the most of that. So I love what you said. Mm -hmm. Well, wh what do you have on? Well, I was also gonna, just going to say... You know, I would really love to look like uh, the late, great Carl Weathers. <laughs> Many know him as Apollo Creed from Rocky. Um, so know him as the 
the super tough guy, handshake guy from uh, Predator. Uh, spoiler, he loses that army in that movie. <laughs> um, uh, he was also in, um, what was that, Adam Sandler movie? The golf one. Happy, Happy Gilmore. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, Don't ask. People, anyone who's a fan of those... Those old classic hokey comedies would be so offended. Ugh. Chevy Chase is in Caddyshack, uh, but but yeah, um, I just I I look at Carl Weathers as Apollo Creed, and I'm like, there's no, you know, those obliques are just you know out of this world, and I you know I might chase that, and I could probably do a lot of the same things, and you know, hopefully, I would look. So it's so, so similar to how I see it in my mind, but you just sort of never know with things like that. Yeah. But um, so for ones that I had, I'm going to immediately go back on what I said about this not being about like a worldwide uh, breakthrough thing and just say fitness tracking. Oh. That we can even do that. Yeah. Um, And a lot of it is wildly inaccurate and a lot of it is um not something you want to get hyper focused on but just the fact that we have something in our pockets that will tell us roughly how many steps a day we're getting i think that's huge because you know from the time that we all stopped walking to school and you know walking back and forth to work and things like that i think as a culture we've really lost touch with how much movement we get and just that that vague notion of wow you know i moved half as much today again they're not super accurate and you can't you know tie yourself to these things but for me if i don't get my steps that's a good you know a good push for me to just try to get you know 15 20 minutes of a workout in not necessarily no matter what, but just to try to prioritize, to, to look at that number and say, wow, I sat most of the time and it would really be worth it for me to see what else I can push around and get a workout in. Whereas if I get over that number or, you know, really darn close and there's a lot of stuff bearing down on me, I can kind of say, well, you know, I, I hit that goal. If I don't go crazy with you know, food and treats and whatever else, I'm probably okay to put off the workout and focus on other life stuff. And so I just think like, just, just things like that, that give us even a, a sense of where we're at with our actual activity. I think that's great. And a lot of people love the Fitbits and the, um, Apple watches and there's a hundred different brands and, and variations. And I don't, I don't really even use like a watch or anything, but just, just the fact that my phone will tell me, Hey, you moved roughly this much today and I can go, wow. Yeah. I mean, I feel it. So, um, I, I can do a, a shorter workout or whatever and, and focus on life, family stuff, things like that. So I think that I, I just feel like that's such a, a, a tool that we don't always think to use when we're trying to balance our life. Yeah, when I was thinking of breakthroughs, I didn't even like register at all, but I love using my Fitbit. It's like, I think it helps a ton with how hard I push in my workouts. Again, what you said of like just how much activity you get generally in a day. 
And uh, my heart rate, I really enjoy tracking that just because I feel like I can keep track of when it's healthy. So yeah, really good, really good note. Oh, thanks. Yeah. And this is where we'll advertise for FitFriend, our own personal brand <laughs> of fitness tracker. It's glitchy, <clears throat> but uh, just buy it, okay? <laughs> <laughs> no, did you have another one? Yeah, I got I like three or more. more. Um, so my next one is... I feel like I use the same description for each of these, but not putting myself in a box and realizing if I can't do one thing, it doesn't mean I can do nothing. And by that, I mean, I've gone through a lot of phases where I had an injury or I had a different work schedule and didn't have time, or I had to be on a very strict food allergy diet and couldn't eat my normal healthy proteins or I wanted to try a really special high-protein diet, but I couldn't at the time have eggs and dairy. So what I'm saying is that the process of me realizing that just because I can't do this doesn't mean I can't do anything. And I have really learned to be adaptable with my workouts and with my healthy eating. And that is a huge breakthrough because one Workout routine does not solve the rest of my workout life. And one good diet has not fixed my diet habits for the rest of my life. I My body changes so often, whether it's going through an injury or a sickness or, like I said, just like a phase of life. And what works five years ago doesn't work for me anymore. Or um, like when I've had an injury and felt like, you know, I can't do any kind of push-ups. I can't do any kind of strain on my chest or my shoulder. What am I to do? And just feeling like, well, I'll just wait till I recover and then I'll get healthy again. Or, you know, I've been sick with COVID and then I got sick with RSV or whatever it was I had for like three months. And instead of saying, well, I'll just wait till I can breathe normally and not cough and all that stuff. Or... In the meantime, I can do yoga. I can do Pilates. If my shoulders are hurt, I can do leg stuff. I have nausea so often. I've got upset stomach. Like, I've had stomach problems for a long time. And for a while, I'd be like, well, I have a stomach ache. I can't work out. And then I was missing my workouts, like, literally every other day because my stomach always hurt. And I had to figure out how to lift weights with a stomach ache. And... Figured out that half the time I could actually work around it and it didn't bother my workout. Like I couldn't do sprinting with a stomach ache, but I could do like some really mild heavy lifting and that was really good for my joints and really good for my posture and really good for my heart rate and I wasn't affecting my hurt stomach. So I just, I feel so encouraged to know that I don't have a limit, even if there's a part of my life that is limited. So I just really want to keep working through that and keep pushing through that and keep doing um, that kind of perspective with my workouts that just because I can't do something, there is still something I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Turned into an infomercial at the end, but that's okay. That's a good uh, slogan. Um, Yeah, I think you know, with it being February, it's tough to get out and do the same kind of cardio and stuff that you'd really like to do because it's, you know, cold and 
there's not as much sunlight and you just don't like being out there. Um, you know, we like running for sure. And I've struggled myself with how to keep up with things like that. Um, and I wanted to get into jump roping, but I found that it really hurt my knee. And so it's sort of like, I can do jumping jacks, just not jump roping. And we've done, um, burn boot camp uh, videos where you're basically, if you can run back and forth in, in a hallway, you can kind of do this, this program, although it's not as widely available on YouTube for free anymore. Um, but yeah, and I think that's something you've talked to me about, not necessarily on the show is wanting to encourage people and have the mentality of, um, being adaptable through all the different seasons of life, but, you know, definitely short-term seasons as well, whether it's injury or just availability of things. So the one I was probably going to start with, um, but then didn't was making every rep count rather than just counting reps. And I say that because for a long time I did a lot of full body stuff and just kind of scratched it off the list and I could do 30 reps of this and 20 reps of that and 12 of this and nine of that and just ran through it. And I had okay results because I was staying consistent and that was super important, but it really revolutionized my fitness and my consistency and really the, the level of encouragement and, um, optimism I had about it because of the results to instead really focus on training to failure. So I might do shorter workouts with a lot more intensity, but that means that I can get them done and it works better for my schedule. Um, and a big proponent of this is a trainer named Mike Menser, um, which I think some people tend to, um, subscribe to his method exclusively, which is, you know, debatable, but he was a big, a big proponent of, you know, not necessarily training long. You might hit a muscle group for like one set to failure. Um, but as long as it is actually failure, you're still getting the benefits of that training. And so, um, just to, to wrap it up with a nice little bow and really summarize, I think intensity you're supposed to, you're not supposed to be in pain while you're training, but you are supposed to be uncomfortable if you're looking for serious results with those things. So I think that's probably a big breakthrough for me is just upping the intensity and being able to free myself up with just time. Yeah. I love that. I feel like I also have in the past been like, if I'm going to work out, here we go. 95 minutes, nothing less. <laughs> but it, again, I love what you said about um, you want to be uncomfortable during a workout, but you don't want to be in pain. That's, I mean, that's huge. And then also you can just give it 110% for 15 minutes and that might be better than your 40 minute workout ever was going to be. So I love that. That was a great note. I really didn't. I love that we have totally different things too, because I didn't know like what years were going to be. And I mm -hmm. wondered if they'd be the same things or not. And so far, not at all. So the next one that I had, I have to um, have to admit, I think being humble is a really big breakthrough for me. And 
you know, it's something I might not even want to share because I want to feel like I have it all together. I know all the answers. Um, but being humble and accepting that you don't know everything and that you are learning new things is a huge huge breakthrough for me. So I've had times where I have done an exercise for a year or more and then found out I was doing it wrong. Like I wasn't getting exactly the right results or like my lower back is really sensitive and my lower back will hurt if I don't do exercises right. And so there's been times where I'll do like squats a certain way or not anymore because I've known those, but I'll learn a new exercise and do it wrong the first 10 times or maybe I'll do it wrong for a long time and then you know, you have to come to a point and admit like, shoot, I've been doing this wrong the whole time. Or like working out with friends is like, I remember um, whenever I was a lot younger, I was teaching this dance class and I had this move that I thought was really cool. And I remember teaching it, but there was someone in the class who had just gone through like some kind of physical therapy or something. And they were really sweet and polite about it. They were like, actually, I'm not trying to go against you as the teacher, but this could be bad for our heels. And then I was like, <laughs> hey, okay, <laughs> like, that's fine. I'm open to it. And so I did some research and found out like, yeah, actually, you're not supposed to do that. And I was like, all right, so that's embarrassing. But I'm really glad that I learned because I don't want to damage my heels. And I don't want to damage like any part of my body trying to make it better. So there's times where I've eaten too much of a good thing. I'm like, yogurt? I love yogurt. That's a really good thing. But my body can't handle yogurt every day. And I'll be like, everybody should just eat yogurt every day. It's so good for you. But my body doesn't like that much milk. <laughs> and I can't eat it every day because then I start getting stomach aches. So there's times where like I get really obsessive about this is the perfect exercise or this is the perfect thing or I love tracking my calories. I'm just going to do this every day. But I'm like, you know, it's not right for everybody. And maybe I'm wrong sometimes. So as much as it doesn't seem like humility factors into fitness, um, for me, it's been a real breakthrough to say like, listen, I was wrong or, you know, changing my habits or changing my form or being like, okay, I always did it this way. But now I learned the right way and I got to make a change. So staying humble, you know? Yeah. I made a huge breakthrough when I decided to never admit that I was wrong ever again. So I'm <laughs> going to stop being humble. <laughs> Great. <laughs> the other one that I had was um, just, and this is probably another more comprehensive one, is just the fact that we're starting to address unhealthy habits as what they are um, as a culture, because um, I think it was fairly recently that Arnold Schwarzenegger talked about how before the the advent of more popular bodybuilding and things like that and, and the document, and of course he's going to say his documentary, you know, pumping iron. Um, it was more fashionable in Hollywood to appear as if you just were naturally fit. And so, according to him, um, which, you know, he's kind of mellowed with age. I think it's probably reasonable to to take him at his word. Um, these different A-list actors were saying that they were working out in their basements secretly. Uh, they had a full gym and they were hitting it hard, but they weren't going anywhere and being seen working out. And then it mm -hmm. wasn't until later that this became 
more fashionable to look like you try. Mm. It, was, it was before everyone was just like, yeah, just, you know, I'm a, I'm a corn fed <laughs> American, <laughs> you know, just to just look like, oh, I just, I was born like this. Um, so that's one thing that has shifted over time. And also the, the shift of what's fashionable as far as, you know, tobacco. <laughs> um, yeah. I know it's still super prevalent and people are probably frustrated or have their own opinions on how much regulation there is and, you know, how much freedom an individual has as far as I, I think as a Virginia, they just raised the age to 21. Uh -huh. Um, and so anyone that was already addicted to nicotine at the age of 19 now can't really get it, um, which is, which is a hard thing to navigate. But as a culture, we're looking at things that are clearly affecting people's health and changing our, our perspective on them. Um, and again, it's one of those things where if you choose to do it, it's not like you're a bad person. Um, but super habitual use. I mean, it's, it, it's something that we know is, is super, um, detrimental. Yeah. And we've, we're coming around to the point where we're finally ready to say, Hey, this is just, it's just bad. Just, yeah. you know, don't just don't. <laughs> and you know, I, I'll admit you're never going to look as cool as when you're smoking a cigarette, <laughs> but, um, being cool is not the most important thing. If we've made it out of high school, we know that being cool is not the most important thing. Um, and I, I, I always say you don't know, you never know when you're going to die, but you have a huge hand in what condition you're in when it happens. And so, you know, it, we all want to, we all want to be just the coolest and, you know, live fast, live hard and have a widow maker heart attack when we're 60, but maybe we just have terrible habits and we linger on into very old age in a lot of pain and without freedom. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's worth sacrificing some coolness, uh, just to be able to enjoy your life. And I think we're coming around to that as a society. <laughs> yeah. I remembered the other uh, piece of the puzzle that goes hand in hand with being humble mm -hmm. is, and this, I think this will be my last one, is that um, you don't have to do it all in one day. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I'll be like, all right, time to get into shape. I'm going to eat only lettuce <laughs> and do a really big workout tonight. And it's like, come on, <laughs> you can't, you can't make up for all that lost time. Another thing about being humble is like, okay, so I was lifting 20 pounds of this exercise before I got sick. I've been sick for a month. I better start up with that 20 pounds again so I don't lose my muscle. But it, no, I have learned that small beginnings are not bad. <laughs> There's no shame in small beginnings. Um, Actually, I think it's the best way to go. So whether you are getting back into working out or it's your very first time ever, or like me, you've had to restart more times than you can count, starting small is definitely the way to go and then build yourself up. So 
Like, again, for me, I recently decided I'm eating too much sugar. I better go cold turkey and not have any sugar. And boy, I was so grumpy for days and I had such a bad headache. And it probably would have helped if I'd weaned myself off a little bit. That wouldn't have been such a shock. Um, but I just decided to go, you know, full, full blown on that thing. So just want to encourage people, um, including myself, to start small and don't be ashamed of that. It's okay to take it easy and take your time. You'll get there. Yeah, that's really where I'm at. I guess if it was the flu or whatever, and it's just been weeks of just not quite being back to normal. And I kept trying to get in a workout and being busy and just even trying to do this, you know, podcast. Um, but I ended up doing the like one set of pushups, one set of pull-ups, one set of squats, one, you know, set of, of crunches. And that takes about 10 minutes and I'm done. And it's just a, a small step, uh, but I can feel it and it's, it's working. So it's, it's things like that, that can be a totally legitimate step towards, um, you know, getting back to your full potential. Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. But yeah, I think that's all I had with breakfast for now. Grapefruits. <laughs> <laughs> breakthroughs oh. for now <laughs> and these grapefruits i'm sick of these i'm sick of it <laughs> we bought a hundred of them <laughs> no one even likes grapefruit i cannot remember the last time i bought a grapefruit i don't think i've ever bought one <laughs> anytime i've eaten <laughs> one it's <laughs> it's been by some incident it's not been it's been against my will <laughs> It's like everything I've learned about the Kardashians, I've learned against my will. Every time I've eaten a grapefruit, it's been the only thing in the house. Yep. So that's all. No, I, I like think. them pretty well. I actually like the juice. I like them with sugar. <laughs> I like them in Florida. <laughs> oh my gosh. I once tried the like pure grapefruit juice and... I would describe the taste as something that I would come out of a human. Uh, <laughs> that's not good. I mean, barf. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying, I don't know what you thought I was saying. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, I just thought maybe I should. I went to the doctor this one time. I don't even remember what was wrong with me. And I told him that it feels like whenever you drink a whole carton of grapefruit juice on an empty stomach and he was like i have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> so <laughs> i think actually it was when i had poison ivy like i think mm. i was trying to describe something about my skin burning i don't know but well you got stomach aches from that it was yeah like a full body reaction special stuff <laughs> but yep that's all i got on grapefruits tonight <laughs> Um, well, since we're not suggesting grapefruit, what are we, what are we suggesting this week? Do we have any? Oh, I know you recently came across an app. Um, I think you saw this on, was it lean beef patty? Yeah. Which if, it, if without context, <laughs> that's a YouTube channel, Uh really cool, um, 
fitfluencer, I guess. Yeah, that's I mean, good she's one. all you got to do is look at her, and she <laughs> you can tell that she's she's making her way. She's training for something. <laughs> she's, yep, she's training. Uh, no, she's she's got a great channel. She's um, really Super fun. really chill. Yeah, yeah, and good good routines. Um, I haven't really seen anything terrible. No, I, I love her mobility workouts too. Mm. Um, so sometimes like her more beefy stuff, I don't do, but I really like her mobility, like warm up and cool downs. Yeah, she's going hard. I'm not quite on that level, <laughs> but I would like to think that I'm on that level. Uh, but I probably struggle. Yeah, she's <laughs> Dep- awesome. Depending on which which exercise. Yeah, so check out Lean Beef Patty if you want to uh, find a cool fitfluencer. But more so, what you're talking about, you're right. I did want to talk about the app. Um, it's c- spelled Y U K A. Um, sorry, I was, I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yuka, yuka I, su- I suppose. Um, it's got a carrot, which is a lot more easy to make sure you have the right one for the yuka app. Um, I have really enjoyed this app. I was really skeptical at first because all that you do. <laughs> They're not paying us. We shouldn't be this enthusiastic. <laughs> we, we shouldn't be this enthusiastic if they're not paying us. But um, so far, so far, it looks like it's independent and yeah. probably not a bunch of baloney. Yeah, you just scan items, anything from food to um, shampoo to lip balm, deodorants, a lot of products that you use on your body or put into your body, and they tell you. Did you say food? Yeah. Okay. I guess Food I and drinks. That, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. Um, but it tells you if there's anything hazardous in it, like some of them have chemicals that are either at a low risk, moderate risk, or just bad. And it rates it on a scale of zero to a hundred. And I really like it. It's really helped me to do some research on things that I didn't know how to research. Hmm. So I don't know if I agree with like every single one. Um, cause sometimes they'll just flag it if it's like, maybe not bad for your body, but bad for marine life, uh, which yeah. I appreciate. So yeah. like, it makes me not want to buy it, yeah. but sometimes it's not like immediately harm- harmful to you, mm. but like the way it's processed hurts marine life. So it just really gives you a lot of information about ingredients and I've been loving it. Um, I introduced a couple people to it and they were just scanning everything in the whole house (laughs) and being like, oh my gosh, my toothpaste. Oh no, my lotion. And I love that it shows you the alternative. Hmm. It shows you products that do not have those ingredients and they do not, um, like work with any partners or anything to make you buy certain products. Like it's totally just a, um, small business they just want to do the right thing i think it says that it's only 12 people working on this thing and they Mm. don't accept any kind of like marketing or bribes or outside influence Mm. so uh check it out if you're interested it's a really easy way to just see what ingredients are in your nutrition bars or bar soap i haven't done it because i i have so much on my mind that i'm I'm kind of in, not that I don't want to improve, but I'm in a good place with some things. So I'm just sort of not there right yeah. now. Um, but I think it is a really cool just resource for things like that. Because it's one of those things where I have gotten pretty um, gung-ho about some fair trade stuff. You know, just if you look at anything with cocoa and chocolate, I at least 
try to get something that's farmer friendly or fair trade or rainforest and things like that. Um, same with coffee. And I, I feel like I can always taste the difference with organic and even fair trade. Um, call me crazy, but that's one of those things where, and we live in the Shenandoah Valley, poultry farming is huge and you sort of see the ugly truth of that, which is trucks crammed with chickens. And so it's one of those things where I want to be able to go cage free. I want to go, you know, free range and all this stuff. Um, but at the moment it's sort of this horrible, uh, uh, ultimatum between do I want kids to pick the cocoa or do I want the chickens in tiny little cages? And the price point is sort of a sticking point and, you know, you kind of have to make difficult decisions sometimes and it's just part of life. So I, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm, what I'm saying is like, I don't fault anyone for looking at the alternatives to the healthy or alternative healthy options and saying, wow, that one's three times as much or whatever, but it's definitely a cool resource to be able to look at it and say like, what, what can I find or can I make a substitution? Yeah. And just to be aware of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good suggestion. I had wanted to bring that up at some point. So this was good. I was trying to think if there's another suggestion. Ashwagandha. <laughs> no, I, I, I take a number of things for, um, you know, they're called nootropics, um, but you know, mental health and brain function and things like that. But honestly, ashwagandha from what I've seen is, this is so random that I decided to launch into this, but from what I've seen is one of the best tolerated and most effectively noted, basically anxiety reducing supplements. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, there's strong evidence for it being effective. And basically they found that for most people, the worst that happens is indigestion at very high doses. And, but of course you want to make sure that you're consulting if, if you're, you know, pregnant, nursing, things like that. But, um, yeah, it's a stressful world. And, uh, I take ashwagandha. <laughs> yeah. I go through phases where I feel like I need it more than others. And it always helps me to kind of level out because, um, I'm not anxious like all the time, but I definitely have phases where work will be more stressful or I get too busy or I'm just not sleeping good for like a week or two. And it really helps me to just kind of get back to my base level not be so on edge, um, without it being like a, a powerful prescription. Like it's just enough, to, like, kind of like if you didn't eat fruits and vegetables for a few days and then you start again, you're like, oh yes, I feel so much better. <laughs> That's kind of the effect it gives me. And I take it every gosh darn day. <laughs> um, it's spelled ash wag and ha. <laughs> That's the only way I can write it on the, mm -hmm. on the grocery list. Um, a S H W A G A N D H A. Oh, that's a good way to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ash, wag, and ha. You win the spelling bee. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Sweet. Good suggestions. Oh, thanks. Uh, workouts this week? Workouts this week. Okay. <clears throat> oh, sorry. <clears throat> workouts this week? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did get a little bit into running like I wanted to. I'm pretty proud of that. It's been slow. Um, 
I almost gave myself shin splints by doing the exact thing I tried to say you shouldn't do is pushing too hard at the beginning. <laughs> so um, I also had worn out shoes and I could tell that my shoes were kind of getting worn out, but I did not want to bite the bullet and buy new ones. I was putting it off and I was like, I'll just run a little bit in these shoes, but shin splints. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, my legs just started feeling uncomfortable in a not good way. But anyways, um, I'd like to do two days of running again, and then I'm trying to supplement with doing arms, core, legs in between. Keep nice. it simple. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> I think since I've been doing the push-ups, pull-ups, squats, crunches, I might do the sort of, I don't know if you call it a circuit or whatever I did, um, where the first day I do... 10 sets of push-ups. Um, for me, that's 20 reps uh, per set. Um, Did you do 200? Mm-hmm. Uh, second day is... Oh, no, first day. So that's second day. First day, because it goes up. Um, first day, w with my ability, it goes up. Um, first day is pull-ups. So 10 sets of 10 reps, pull-ups. Um, different variations. So wide grip chin up or wide grip pull-ups then you know close grip chin-ups regular chin-ups you know kind of the alternating where you're the bars in the center and you're kind of ducking your head up either side all kinds of different variations of whatever i kind of think of to do and then the next day's push-ups kind of the same thing whether it's you know um the diamond push-ups kind of close grip, which I don't, <laughs> this is sounding like I'm really great at these things. I struggle. So it's, you know, it's 20 reps for push-ups. And then the next day is 10 sets of 30 reps for squats, which I have found with leg day. If I push too hard, I cannot walk. So it's not, sometimes I, instead of doing the full 10 sets of squats, sometimes I'll do other leg stuff. And I cheat because <laughs> otherwise I'll fall down the stairs. Um, so I'll do calf raises or I'll do those uh, those internal leg lift kind of oh, things. Oh, yeah, like thigh raises? Uh, Whatever you're laying on the ground? Yeah, laying on your side, but you're like raising you're raising the leg that's on the ground. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just inner thigh inward. raises. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Awesome. You're like, yeah, what I said. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, just, I know what you meant. Uh, and then well, let me smack my lips a couple more times into the microphone. <laughs> but, um, and uh, the next day after that is abs. So it'd be 10 sets, 40 reps. Abs. I like it's going to destroy me this time because <laughs> I haven't done it in so long. It's going to absolutely destroy me. But body weight exercises are a great way to get into stuff. And for yeah. me, they're a great way to sort of recalibrate when I've been off for a while and I haven't done a ton with weights. Yeah. Either light weights or a bunch of body weight because it's so much easier to control what you're doing because it's just, it's just you, you know, you don't have a, a weight that you're struggling with or, you know, and you've got typically both arms or both legs or, or whatever to support you. Yeah. That's awesome. And you can take that anywhere. Mm -hmm. So I love that. Take it. 
downtown, just <laughs> in front of the library. <laughs> the library. Where those people have been hanging out recently. One of them plays a guitar. I just meant wherever you are, <laughs> you can still get your workout in. No, yep. no excuse. Yeah. Cool. So as we wrap up, um, we just wanted to share that we have set up an email. It is jimbudsforlife at gmail.com. All lowercase, all one word. G-Y-M-B-U-D-S-F-O-R-L-I-F-E at gmail.com. Jimbudsforlife, all lowercase, one word, at gmail.com. Uh, if anyone wants to write in, um, just give us some hate. Tell us where we're wrong. <laughs> no, um, you know, if you have any ideas, uh, interesting things you've learned, um, you know, parts of your journey that you think other people could benefit from hearing. Um, this is a dialogue. We don't want to approach this as experts specifically because I'm not, you're educated in this. Um, but, but we don't no want to expert. act like that. You know, we know everything. It'd be great to, to hear some feedback. Also, if there's something that you'd be interested in us talking about, because, you know, we've been on this journey for a while and have come across a lot of stuff and have, you know, done our level best to, <laughs> to um, get good at some things. So if there's something you're interested in, write in and, uh, you know, give us a shout. Let us let us know if there's something you'd like us to discuss and uh, join in on the conversation. Join in on the fun. Yeah, come on. <laughs> um with that i'll probably <laughs> do some more lip smacking into the microphone um <laughs> with that i'll uh i'll get a little more serious with that disclaimer i'm probably going to put the disclaimer at the beginning of the show but i'm going to try to record a clean one here <laughs> you have to stop laughing first i'm probably going to try to record a clean one here um just because, you know, we don't want to get sued. Please do not sue Please. us. I, you, I am at my highest level of stress right now. It's like, you know, in a murder mystery, when someone finds out who did it and they blackmail them, worst possible idea. That's a desperate person that you know has killed. Why would you blackmail them? I'm just, I'm not threatening anyone. I'm just letting you know I'm a desperate man. <laughs> Please do. I can't. I don't have time. We're I don't have time for, fun, for a lawsuit. <laughs> um, just trying to have some fun. So uh, here's the disclaimer. It's um, this podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten and encourage. Mm, dang it. One more time. This podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten and encourage. It is not meant as specific metal. Mm, ah, damn it. <laughs> Sorry. <I'll... laughs> this is the actual this, disclaimer. This podcast is meant to. This podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. It is not meant to be taken as specific medical advice or to be used as a. Shit. Sorry, I'll edit all this out. <laughs> okay, hang on. This podcast is meant to entertain, enlighten, and encourage. It is not meant to be taken as specific medical advice or to be used as a specialized training program. You should always consult a licensed medical professional with any serious issues that you might be having, and you alone are responsible for your own mental and physical health. Let's get crunk! You did it! <laughs> and that's the show. I loved it. <laughs>